0: Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. our group and I've got uh, Nicola and Glynis here tonight from Northern Education and Training but that's just one of their companies that they own and operate um, and today we're going to talk all about apprenticeships all about the apprenticeship schemes and um, the ins and outs how to find yourself an apprentice how to um, enroll an apprentice the funding all kinds of things available so if you have any questions and please put them in the chat I'm monitoring the group as well so I can see your questions as and when they come in so welcome welcome Nicola and Liz how are you doing
1: Hi, Lord, thank you. Very well,
0: thanks. You're all good, excellent. So maybe uh, we can start off with uh, how you two got into business and maybe tell us about your like the relationship between you two. I think that's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's very interesting
2: sometimes. Um, so we are mother and daughter. Um, you
1: started dog grooming, didn't you, back in the day in your garage? Yeah. Uh, 2012, I started dog grooming. I thought it'd be a good idea to do a couple of days a week to earn a little bit of extra money, and sure. then it sort of expanded into nine grooming salons, which we've ended up franchising out. Um, and then we've gone on. Nikki joined me. She, you, you want? You're a school teacher. To yeah, begin
2: with, so you? I graduated as a teacher in 2011. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um did that for a few years and then
0: come and knocked on your door to train me, didn't I? <laughs> it had it had enough. You'd had enough of teaching.
2: Yeah. And I, he- d- I did I lo- did I loved like the classroom side of it. It was all the yeah. bits and bobs that went along with it and just <laughs> didn't like it and at least the dogs couldn't answer me back,
0: which
1: was always a bonus.
0: <laughs> and I kind of did, but it's hard. I think you'll find there's quite a few um teachers that turn to dog grooming. There's quite a few teachers in the group at the moment uh, yeah, who have taken but, up dog have, grooming.
1: We have quite a lot that come to us to do a yeah. training, don't don't we so? Yeah, and our staff as well. We have like a lot of teachers um as well as dog groomers, so it's nice to sort of for them because they, they're still doing it. The teaching but they're obviously working with dogs as well which is good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry so you grew that. quite you grew quite quickly really. If you started in 2012 grooming mm-hmm. in nine shops or nine salons within that just, many years. It's incredible, yeah, isn't it?
1: Yeah I just don't know what I was doing really. I just just sort <laughs> of it just steamrolled it ahead and um spiralled and then I thought because I I was doing the Tallington T-Touch as well, I decided then to open up the training academy so that I'm passionate about the handling of the dogs. So I thought, well, if we get these students right from the beginning, and get the foundations correct of the handling, um, then that would be a nice way of sort of introducing T-Touch into the grooming industry. Um, so we made that, myself and Dawn Harkin, made that into an OCN accredited course and then Mm. of course Nicola was sort of really pushing for the apprenticeships weren't you yeah um because we were sort of struggling to well our 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 apprentices were not liking the idea of traveling two hours to to go to a college where they No, so
2: I worked as an assessor an animal care mm -hmm. assessor for a college and um because I I did want to get sort of back into education but not sort of standing in in the classroom um, yeah. and then i think the main reason we decided to do it was that we liked the the colleges that our apprentices went to were brilliant and the staff are very very knowledgeable um, but i think it was kind of didn't matter what sort of industry you're in whether you were, you were a dog room and boarding catteries it was all kind of um the everyone was getting the same sort of work and we kind of wanted to be able to tailor it to dog groomers or doggy daycare and kind of give a more of a tailor-made delivery
1: for our apprentices to get as much out of the apprenticeship as they can. Because some of them weren't keen on going to the college when it was saying they learnt more in the workplace. So to get them to go to college was becoming quite challenging and, this is what we we ended up that they were trying to sort of jump out of the apprenticeship, and we didn't want to lose them as a member of staff because they did j- the job correctly and they were passionate with the job, but they they were really sort of rebelling against going to college and saying I don't want to, you know, feed guinea pigs today and <laughs> type of yeah. thing. So so we just wanted to do it ourselves so that we could just tailor make it a little bit obviously there are um units in the animal care that you do have to cover but we're sort of expanding more on the grooming units and just making the the other units a bit more smaller yeah you
0: kind of you kind of um pulled on your sort of background in teaching Nicola to then start up your education and training company and was that quite difficult to set up and get it going was there loads involved or
2: um it took us about it was about three years three years
0: wow um
2: lots of late nights uh well early mornings (laughs) arguments (laughs) 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 yes um we did lots of sort of teams meetings with each other till two o'clock in the morning didn't we and Mm. um yeah, it was, but it was really fun as well. Yeah. We have a laugh about it now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: quite stressful then, was it? <laughs> it
2: course, but it was like, it was, I think because we both really wanted it, we just wanted mm. to get it right and get everything as good as we could before we
1: sort of threw it out there to think, everybody. Yeah, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, to, to, you know, get it right and Nicola especially with being in education, she's a stiffer. Um, and I think, to be honest, I, I frustrate her sometimes. I. <laughs> no
0: comments. No, no cutting corners. So you've got your pet groomers, you've got a um, pet grooming training school, um, and you've got your uh, T-Touch, Tellington T-Touch education as well. And now you've got your Northern Education and Training Company, which provides these apprenticeships. So what... Um, if we started the basics what is uh, what would you define as an apprentice what is an apprentice
2: so an apprentice is sort of somebody that you have in the workplace who is um, going to learn and gain experience whilst they're being paid they're a they're a paid member of staff they'll be they're classed as an employee and they still have like the same benefits as all of our employees um, but they get this training provided whilst they're working. and um, So because of that, obviously, their sort of minimum wage is lower than
1: that of, you know, if you just went and got a job. Um, it's altered now as well, hasn't it? They, they are a work-based now. Um whereas before they used to have to go to college.
2: Well, some still go yeah. to college. Ours we do ours a hundred percent work yeah. based. So most we, of them do, don't they now? Yeah. So there is a requirement that the employer does have to allow them sort of twenty percent of their work and time to do um specific training or do some of their work, but we i think um, a lot of people a lot of employers us included at first we really sort of don't found that really daunting because that's effectively a day a week isn't it um, that you have having to give them but there's lots of different things that can you can make slot up. It in, that, that OTJ hours, so they're off the job hours, that 20% can be kind of done naturally throughout the working day. So if they're learning something new how to cut a dog's nails or they're shadowing another member of staff while they're grooming a certain dog, that all classes towards that 20%. So it's not a case where you have to kind of take them away and sit them no. down and make them do some work just any sort of new learning that they're doing or shadowing or, you know, just watching um, other members of staff, that does count as that 20%. So it's not as kind of daunting as what it does sound initially. Um, But I think that, like in all fairness they do deserve that yeah, sort of time yeah. that they, they are getting cheap you're getting cheap labor and that's kind of what you're taking on is you are committing to train that person up as well so whilst we will the whatever training provider you use will kind of focus on all their theory stuff and we will help and guide towards gathering that practical evidence yeah. that is kind of where the employer's role
1: comes into it effectively is that they have got to sort of help them gather. They have a responsibility yeah. to, to make sure that the learner does get that um, sort of off-the-job, them off-the-job hours.
0: So um, how old do these people need to be? Can they be any age or is it for young people?
2: So it can be from 16. Um, there isn't an age sort of cap on an apprenticeship, so um, I think that's kind of um, a bit of a misconception that people have, is that you have to be a school leaver. You can, um, an adult can do an apprenticeship,
1: um, you just don't get as much funding if they're over 20, is it 24 now, is so, it um, no, over 18, over, over 18 the, the funding isn't as much. So, um,
0: okay.
1: to put it simply,
2: let's take animal care. It it costs £5,000 to put an apprentice through an animal care apprenticeship. And that's for their training and an assessment. And um, they... If, they 18 and under, that is 100% funded by the ESFA. Um, so, some of our um, employers who might be watching, they might remember, and yourself included, Bill, doing reserving the funding. So, that's reserving the yeah. money to pay for that um, apprentice. If they're over 18, you only get 95%. So, the employer has to pay the remaining 5% of. Um, of the fundamental
0: as well. Like
1: 250 pounds. Yeah. Um it's a
0: small, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a small contribution, isn't it? So it is um, when you look at what you are paying wages. Yeah. Yeah. So um you so that an apprentice class is classed as an employee and you have a an apprenticeship agreement with them. How long do you need to have that agreement with them for?
1: Minimum of 12 months. And a day. Yeah. Um, we normally do ours over 13 months, just in case we go over. So the apprenticeship wage is £4.30 up to the 12 months. And then after then, you go onto to the national minimum wage. And that's regardless of their age as well. So if they're
2: 20, they still get, they're still, um, you only sort of, um, what's the what word I'm looking for? Yeah. Um,
0: um, but you still get yeah.
2: the minimum. Yeah, you only sort. You only have to pay that four pound thirty, yes, um, irrespective of age. So you're only obliged. That's what I was meant to say. You can pay them more if you want to. Um, personal choice. Um, and then but then after the, the twelve months is up, if they're still on their apprenticeship legally, you've got to pay the minimum wage, the correct minimum wage for their age.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you hire an apprentice do you do interviews do you interview your the people that you take on you can you can run it's like a selection process I'm assuming you can um, put out an advert
2: as um so like from if us as employers if we were taking on an apprentice we'd sort of do our own interviewing and um we do the selection process ourselves and then before we became a training provider we would then just kind of Put them, bring them back, and get them enrolled and set up. Um, as a training provider, we we can interview on your behalf if you want us to. Um, but to be honest, we kind of stay away from that because I think it's yeah. important that the employer does it and make sure
1: that you know everyone's requirements are different. Yeah, we it? can sift so out um some you know the the sort of ones that appear more sort of in line with what you're looking for if if an employer really does want us to do that but most of them tend to want to do their own interviews to be honest and I get that I would like to do mine
0: so we um we select our apprentice so we went through an interview process and we um we took it down to three people we had to do the interviews over zoom obviously because of covid and then we invited um, two of them into the shop just to do like a morning with us, just to make sure that they they were suitable and fitted in with the team. Um, so then we got an apprenticeship agreement drawn up and we applied for funding for yourself. So our apprentice hasn't actually cost us anything because she's seventeen years old, so we get the full hundred percent funding, don't we? Yes. We and are. then she's gone on and uh, on to minimum wage. What would you say, um, well, what does what apprenticeships does your company offer, first of all?
2: Okay, so our main, our most popular one is, uh, what goes without saying, doesn't it, it's animal care. Um, we do do it like an assessor coach apprenticeship as well, which is quite a nice one that you can progress on to. Um, from finishing, say, like your animal care one, it's a good one to do any members of staff to do if they're responsible for sort of any staff training or if you've got a groom in school and you want somebody to come and help tutor in there it's um assessor coach one we've got a few stuff on that haven't yeah you we have we've put quite a few of our staff on in sort of our um, our managers of our salons are doing them ones because it
1: helps it's just gives them a bit of a hand on the training side of things and and how to um, approach the apprentices because we're leaving our managers to train the apprentices. So it's 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 really sort of good for them to to know how to deal with the apprentice and, and train them. It gives them that skill set. It's all very well. They know how to groom, but it just gives them that little bit more information, doesn't it? Yeah, I
2: think it helps them as well. Like, because... A lot of our salon managers have grown with us from apprentices. So they've been an apprentice and they've not kind of been in a role where they've necessarily done any training or, you know, come from an educational background. And when you have got these mm. apprentices, it, it just gives them that bit of understanding. And, and the confidence them. as yeah. well, isn't it? And I think it's really helpful for them because I do think a lot of them have a lot higher expectations of what that apprentice should mm, and can yes. do and it kind of makes them think of them more as a learner rather than just a member of staff or they're
1: skivvy <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah it does i i completely understand having, having been sort of in the grooming world for 16 years and we've taken on quite a few apprentices and we've always we've seen staff sort of say oh they're so slow or they're they're like Mm. not doing this yet and it's like well you know we've all got to start somewhere and it's having that understanding isn't it and then maybe um understanding that people learn in different ways as well so Ah. um, being able to tailor how you teach them as well isn't it oh
1: very much so
2: um we also do like a level five um business management one as well which again is another nice one um to progress on to again um we've only got a
1: few on that at the moment yeah Um, we're so busy with the animal care we've not sort of concentrated on that just yet
0: (laughs) so tell us about the animal care apprentice because most people watching tonight are probably and are probably owners of pet groomers and they're probably really really busy and they're looking to maybe sign on. So an apprentice is a good way to start going down the employment um, route. What's the um, animal care apprenticeship involved?
2: So, uh, well, obviously, um, hopefully, touch wood, by the end of the year, we will have the dog room and apprenticeship. It's not ready. It's not out yet. But as soon Mm. as it is, we will be delivering that as well. The animal care one, Is more um, about sort of like prep work, isn't it? Washing, drying, um,
1: look at about the welfare, health checking. It is. It does depend as well on the actual employer because, like, so with. With us, we we do fast track our apprentices. Um, if they, sh- if, it depends on the actual apprentice as well, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because obviously, you you know, there's ones that will, will really soak it up. Like we've got a 17 year old young apprentice, and she she's just grooming now. Uh, others take more time, so it's down to the individual learner, I think. And uh, but the main thing is that they they just. They do the prep work and they can do a bit of rough clipping. They don't have to learn to groom within that 12 months, no. do they? Um, There's no obligation no in obligation. the animal care apprenticeship to be a groomer by the end of it.
2: It's all about the care and the welfare of the animals. So the dog groomers we've tailored we've bit that more around the prep work and we've we've got another sort of um, route off it about. Um, Dealing with customers and yeah. um, like more
1: the sort of reception side of it as well. Mm-hmm. And then we give them courses on the canine first stage to do just to give them that information about um, pest and, you know, your, your parasites and all the, the obvious things that they've got to learn.
2: We do also
1: embed in our animal care qualification um,
2: an OCN accredited certificate in talent and tea which is done through an online course as well, um, which is kind of a bit sort of something a bit different that we do to other colleges, I think. Um, It's a bit unique
0: to you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So so we take our apprentice on and um, we sign our apprentice up to animal care. Is it level two animal Uh, care? Yeah. And then um, they're given like an online portal. How How does that work? They've got structure, haven't they?
2: Yeah, yes. so it's um, we use one file and um, which is like an e portfolio system, um, which is it's a bit hard to kind of get used to at first. Think if you're not used to it, which kind of well, not to you, but it's second nature to me now. It
1: <laughs> hits my head sometimes,
2: I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm getting there. but it's brilliant, it can be accessed anywhere by the apprentice, and um, there is an app for it as well, so they can work on their phone offline so anything that they can access it completely all offline and then when they get somewhere with Wi-Fi, they can sync it and then it'll all update it back into Uh real time Um, and then the employer can have a profile on there as well so they can come on and check you know where the learner's up to if they've got any work
1: outstanding and pop comments on the reviews and whatnot
2: yeah so and as well there is um, we're doing a team's meeting with our employers in it, we, 17? 17. Just to go through how one file, how they can really maximise one file to help their apprentices because there's like a um, the little learning journal function on there where they can go on and sort of write a witness testimony if they've seen their apprentices right. do something really good and you can link it to the criteria of the apprenticeship and help mark off their progress and help mark off some of their work for them. Um, it, it, is, it is really good. If we have um, applied for some funding to get some laptops for people that haven't got um, access to one, but if they don't and or they really struggle, we can give them the work paper based as well. Um, until, we're hoping to be able to get some laptops
0: that we can own out of yeah. um, as soon as possible, really. So the apprentice gets allocated a, um, an e-portfolio and they have to go into that and do modules? Do they write essays or answer questions? Yeah, so or,
2: not, it's not very We try isn't? to keep it as,
0: as minimal sort of...
2: Not feeling like you're writing a big assignment, so mm. there's sort of it's all broken down into short questions and answers. Some of it's like an online set out like an online course of multiple choice answers. Um, try to make it as accessible
1: as possible. Really Plenty of happening. resources. Yeah, lots of videos to watch and PowerPoints and, and that. So. Um, which I think is important. Uh, so basically, they'll, they'll have a PowerPoint and then they'll have the, the Q&As. So, so the, you know, they've got some sort of structure. They're not just left floundering to try and Google the answers because we, we have had that. we get a lot of the same work. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: normally the first two things that you can click on on Google. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Right. So, they. yeah. So, um... They update their portfolio, their e-portfolio, and how much do, how much involvement does the employer have with the portfolio? How they much do the employment?
2: As little or as much as they like. Obviously, we we want to try and encourage employees to go on and have a look and add comments, and it's a nice way because I think sometimes when. I know that like, I've been work of my apprentices, and if you've had a bad or a busy day and you kind of forget to give them that pat on the back at the end of the day, it's a nice thing to do when you've gone home and reflect on day and thought, oh do you know what they've done they've dealt really well with that difficult dog and it's somewhere nice where you can go on and put a nice comment and give them some of your own positive feedback and at the same time it's contributing towards their apprenticeship certificate at the end. Um so you can have sort of as little or as much as you want, but we we are trying to start to encourage our yeah. employees to
1: get more involved in it. But we do also understand that they are equally it, as busy. It's fast-paced dog grooming, isn't it? So it, it's really hard. I, you know, we've, we've all been there where, you know, you, you're up to your knees and dog hair, and the last thing you want to do when you go home is then start looking on the uh, computer. But I have to say, it does get a bit uh, addictive, when you do start looking, um, we've got a few employers that are sort of looking at the progress, and I'll get little messages, how are they doing? And, and they are really, you know, getting involved in it, which is nice to see.
0: Yeah, as an employer, you're investing in a person, aren't you? You're, Uh-oh. you're, you're, you're paying for them to do their qualification with you, so it's it's good to have a vested interest and I'm assuming you can take photos of what they've done and videos of what they've done and upload it on it's, the board yeah, to yeah, for them
1: just like video them with a customer or you know on the phone taking a booking depending on know how they do it but it's it's then they can just pop it on the learning journal but they, they then like if so I get my staff to take videos and then I can go on and have a little look at what they're doing in the day which is quite nice it just depends on how that some some businesses are one-to-one like they may have just the employer and the apprentices and others may not be as involved and then they can go and see all the evidence which is good to
0: to, to see as you go along. Yeah, so your apprentice has got this sort of structured portfolio to go down and, and to carry it to go through, but it doesn't stop you from training them as well. It doesn't stop you from using them and using them as baths, start looking at like, the nail trimming and the, the prepping of the prep work. Just because they've got this structured portfolio, they can do other stuff it's within your business.
1: Straight away, the, well, mine, um, as soon as they come through the door, they are these shadow the, the the more sort of experienced apprentice. Um, and we, we have them shadowing and then straight away sort of maybe after a few days washing a dog and then they'll they'll get the confidence up and maybe do a bit of nail clipping and you want you want them hands on. It, it's practical isn't it at the end of the day mm. the job. So as much as we have got this portfolio where it is very structured, the main thing of dog grooming is practical. So that's a very important part of the job.
0: So I was talking to a few people, um, especially the people that are one-to-one, are uh, single groomers, and they're a bit concerned, like, how do they get the time to then teach someone else? You know, they've got really busy um, pet groomers, and now they've got to take the time to, to teach someone else. But I kind of said, like, like you said, well, get your apprentice to watch you first and watch you washing your dog and talk them through it. And then it's kind of like watch one, do one, sort of watch how, one. How
1: can they have the time not to have an apprentice is what
0: I'm Well, thinking. this is it. <laughs> I yeah.
1: just can't imagine ever working on my own without an apprentice. I did it for about six months. It nearly killed me. Um, and there's, there's no question about it. These youngsters, they, they're like sponges. They pick up very, very quickly. Um, if you get a really passionate youngster they, they want to learn and it's, it's not rocket science to wash a dog, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, OK, we want to do it properly, but we're not asking yeah. them to do uh, a massive big degree here. We just want them to wash a dog and get it clean um, and you, you make more money for the sake of 30 odd quid a day. You, you know you will make more money you'll save you back if you're showing the workload it's 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 a win-win for me
0: definitely so I was gonna I was gonna say what are the benefits what would you say are the benefits to a um, business to take on apprentices or an apprentice
1: go on Nikki. what would you say the benefits <laughs> I know what my benefits are I mean I just wouldn't ha- not have an apprentice
2: yeah definitely I mean it it's a Cheap pair, of, extra pair of pounds, really, isn't it? And I like that. It's to me, if, and if someone that applies to an apprenticeship position, I think are going to be dedicated to learn as well because they want to do that mm-hmm.
1: job. um I like getting them from the beginning as yeah. well because you can mold them. I mean, eighty percent of my staff. Are from being an apprentice, um, I've had Amy who has been with me for ten years. She started right from the beginning, but she she literally emulates everything I do, and it's it's just nice, isn't it? Because they they, they work how you want them to work. So it, you know, it's um it's a much better. They pick way up to, your
0: style. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, they pick it, up your style. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think as well, like even for your other members of staff. It helps them, and I just always find every time we get a new apprentice, everyone's so excited to have another person yeah. help help in the salon. Yeah, and I like that it it's kind of like having fresh meat also, <laughs> almost isn't it? Yeah, that you can kind of get grab hold of them and. Show them how you want to do. Not saying we don't employ people that we haven't had as apprentices. Yeah. But we all we are like very big on using talent and touch, handling, putting the welfare before the haircut. And we have had groomers that have kind of come
1: in with a different attitude, and mm-hmm. we um, just prefer to get them from the start and train them ourselves. Um, and it's not it's like cost effective it's as well. Very cost it? effective. Yeah.
0: You know. I think um, I think it's quite important for people to appreciate that yes, you're taking someone on to do a um, structured educational course um, for a year, maybe a bit longer, but there's nothing to stop you from keeping those pe- people on afterwards, and then you can start then looking at progressing them through the pet grooming courses as well isn't there so you're potentially looking for someone at the beginning when you're doing your interviewing you're perhaps look beyond the apprenticeship and see if it's someone that you can carry on with employment because like you said you can train and mold them to how you work and how your your business your business's values can't you
1: well what we do is after they've been on an apprentice apprenticeship if they want to we give them the choice they can then fast track on to doing their level three diploma OCN um, and, and gaining that certification so that, that's a nice little journey that they've taken they've done their apprenticeship and then they can go on to do the have that experience for 12 months and then um, they learn really quickly at the, at the end they, I actually just fast track them to get them grooming and then um, they, they just start making a little portfolio up during the level 3 OCN Mm. Uh, yeah. depending on what stage they're at obviously um like so we've got one now who as i said to you earlier she's she's grooming she's been she finishes in august but she's grooming four dogs a day um but we run it slightly different because when our manager trains them he he's just mainly he does two dogs a day and trains them so it's a little bit of a different setup you couldn't do that if it was one-to-one in the salon it would be a lot harder
0: yeah, you kind of have to tailor it to your own needs, don't you, and you what do, you can and can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as you as your uh, apprentice goes through their years of apprenticeship with with the the employer, what sort of support do you offer the employer as the provider?
2: So we we always say, if there's an emergency, call us. We're always at the other end of an email, but we are we can't always respond immediately. So but we always have our phones, um, we always have a phone and we will always ring back if for whatever reason we've missed a call, yeah. we're just there to sort of, I mean, we end up being like friends of our employees almost, don't we, yeah. because they'll ring us up at the end of the day and have
1: a vent and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we are supposed to be with the college nine to five, but we have been known to be in this office in our pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> um, i trying not to do that, Bill, but you know, every now and again I get a phone call off Nicola, we need to do this, that, and the other, and somebody wants this done and that. So she'll say, Do you fancy going having a coffee? And you know, I'll put the G&T down and uh, get the <laughs> car to come in for a couple of hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we sort of
2: throughout like the hiring, if you yeah. need any help, the <laughs> reserve the funding
1: just right from the start it is end-to-end support so can i just say though on the subject of reserving the funding um it's 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 really difficult the feedback i'm hearing is that the employers do get confused with um who they go to to reserve the funding and then who they go to so if i can make it clear as Mm. as the uh, yeah, our role as a provider is in the, with the training of your, the apprentices okay supporting them however we don't mind helping uh, we'll send the links and the information out on how to create the apprenticeship account but if you get real if you do get problems and some have um had problems with the account then my, my advice is to contact the apprenticeship service or the employer the helpline there you can um, there's a web chat there's a, a phone number free phone and there's also an inquiry form because we can only go so far with that account mm-hmm. as I say we're, we're more than happy to say this is the link that you go on and tell this is how you do it yeah we'll give them that that advice and we'll give them the obviously the UK PRN number um, the, the amount that they have to reserve etc etc but then um, if, if you're having difficulties with your P-A-Y-E and that sort of thing. It's either your accountant you need to contact or it's the apprenticeship service.
2: Yeah, so the reserve and the funding for the apprenticeship is basically, if we use animal care as an example, it costs £5,000 for the training and assessment for, for to put apprentice through animal care. And that's funded. And It is the employer's responsibility to reserve the funding through the portal. Now, they never used to have to do that. They used, you could just ring up your college and they reserve the funding. It is quite a new thing, but it's to give the employer control. So, for example, let's say um, you've got an apprentice who's been with um, a college for six months and you're really not happy, they're not making any progress, they've not been set any work, they're not having reviews carried out, Um, the employer can can kind of take a bit more control of that now and stop the funding to that training provider and move them to Mm. another one and reserve the funding for another training provider. So whilst it is a bit, daunting to kind of set up it is actually a really positive thing because mm. it does give the employer that control of who is providing the training for their apprentice uh,
0: so. so having having just done gone through this ourselves with yourselves so you um we did the, all the application forms which are quite straightforward um we did it all over like printed them off and did them uh on on either on a computer or handwritten and you sent us the link over to set up to apply for the funding it's just like a it's just like another portal login isn't it and mm, you, you just go through set yourself up as a, an apprentice um provider, is it, or an apprentice? Just an account. Pl-
2: like an account, was not it? it? Yeah. I think the confusion comes for people that don't have, like, a PAYE system set up. Yeah. And it's getting all, and that's where, and that's kind of not our area of expertise, and that's when you do need to kind of go to your accountant, or we can advise as much, you know, we will always give as much advice as we can, but that's not
1: our sort of... Force, hey, is it no because you've got to get that information from your accountant
0: yeah i mean don't i would say don't don't let the fear of that put you off because it's not um not overly onerous to sort all that out oh. um it's again it's another government portal where you just mm. register for paye and you set your employee up and um, you are going to be paying a wage you'll be paying your apprentice a wage so you're going to have to be speaking to an accountant or um potentially a bookkeeper if they do payroll well for you but once you get all that sorted out and set up they do it all for you anyway so yeah. again don't don't let that fear sort of prevent you from taking on an apprentice no so I went through and I reserved the five thousand pounds funding. And then um you grabbed our bank details, didn't you? Which is always good because that means you're going to be sending us some money at some point. Yes. Or someone's going to be sending us some Someone
2: money at some point. Some money, it's not us. Um no, so obviously <laughs> you get an incentive payment as well. So it at the moment, because it's been increased, um, well, it's split into two. So you get um a thousand pound incentive. Payments which um, for taking on an employer but there's now an extra government one so in total if they are under 25 so up to 24 you can get up to £3,000 and if they're 25 and over you can get up to £2,500
1: and that's paid in instalments sort of throughout the 12-month apprenticeship. And you can't um, apply for that until the 1st of June if you're so any for, for any apprentices that have started from April onwards that's when um, just to make that clear because we have been getting asked that a lot you can't actually mm. go for the money until it's on your account but it's it's not available until to apply until the 1st of June yeah that is another one that doesn't that, that's kind of that's out of our hands yeah, unfortunately we can't control that
2: but
0: um you you do so in, it, but So in June I've got to go in and just say give me my money. <laughs> so, yeah, and yeah. do we do you get the um do you get the full amount or is it dripped dripped in it's, get, in, like, it's, uh, stages. it's
2: in stages. Yeah. So I think
1: um was our first payment five hundred? Yeah, five hundred after ninety days. Yeah. You get your first 500 pounds after 90 days, then we got a thousand pounds nice. from the government, didn't we? Yeah, so a big chunk from the government, which was a nice little surprise. So, <laughs> but it's all this is all new, don't forget, because it's just happened with COVID 19. So, um, we we sort of were going along the journey as well, weren't we? When we first, um, like put our, our apprentices on and we're able to get that. We didn't realise that it was going to come like that. Um, mm. but the, the rest is just in five hundred chunks.
0: And Why just to I make it budget. Yeah, and just to make it clear, you know, this um funding that the government gives you as an employee goes up and down every year. So some years they have a, a spurt of funding, don't they, where they, mm. they give quite a lot of money towards the education sector. Um I certainly know you no know, years ago we were getting apprentices in quite regularly and then they cut the funding completely yeah. so we stopped taking on apprentices but obviously now they've opened the taps again so now is a really good time to yeah. take advantage and it take full help, use of it? that it, it really
2: does yeah. i yeah. think for this um sort of grant and payment we've got it's until september
1: so yeah it's until september as far as I'm aware, I think that's available for anyone that signed up. So they keep increasing stuff. it though, don't they? Yeah. So they just keep watching and you never know. <laughs> Might <laughs> go on after. Be nice.
0: <laughs> so as an as an employer that we've just taken on apprentice, the the late the 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 lady we've taken on is 17 years old, so it's not cost us anything. We've applied for the full um, for the full cost of the apprenticeship to be covered by the government. And then in June, I go in and apply for that £3,000 um, bonus from the government, and then we just pay, Natasha is her name, we just pay Natasha £5.30 an hour, and she's full-time with us. And, again, our accountant sorts out all the PAYE Um so it's it's relatively straightforward, and Natasha then logs onto your portal and and carries out the that's that set perhaps.
1: Yeah. So, so you're not paying the apprenticeship wage. You're going to give her minimum wage, am I right? Because you're
0: paying... Four pound, four pound okay. thirty an hour. That's, yeah. Sorry, I thought you
2: said I five pound thirty.
0: Well. Oh no. <laughs> 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 no, um, four pound thirty. Because again, four that is. Well. Um, I suppose that is again. It's an incentive to take on people, isn't it, within mm-hmm. your business? And it it does help small business owners to afford to take people into take people on and into their business. So, if we, as, as it's in
1: one wash and blow, yeah, a day, well, an extra dog a day, we kind mm-hmm. of yeah, put so, it as don't hmm. we? Yeah, so if it, if it makes them able to do an extra dog a day, or get an egg, or an extra wash and blow in a day. Then that pays for the their apprentice.
0: But then I go further than that and say, well, OK, maybe in a few months time, our apprentice will perhaps be doing Labradors and um those washes. And then we're charging sort of £45 for a Labrador mm-hmm. and we've got someone who's getting paid £4.30 yeah. an hour to do it. So yeah. straight away, it starts opening up those margins for you and gives you that extra help and support, don't they?
2: They are a very good investment. You do get a good return on your investment, I think, in like yeah. hiring an apprentice, definitely.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and then.
0: Oh, it's satisfying.
2: Yeah, it is. I think it's nice, isn't it, because you're kind of getting, um, you're sort of developing the next sort of generation of dog groomers mm-hmm. and animal care workers and sort of... Bringing the industry up again, I think, yeah. if they get the good mm. training and placement, I think, mm.
0: is uh, really important. And you're not trapped because you obviously you, you you should try and keep that apprentice on until they finish their apprenticeship. But obviously, if there's real concerns or gross misconduct, they can obviously leave your employment, yeah. just like any any employee. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the agreement, then you sit down with them and decide whether you can offer them further employment or whether you say, thank you very much, here's your qualification that you've done with yeah. us and goodbye. So and They can yeah.
1: put it on the CV, so it's, it's good for them. At least they've got something there. If, even if you can't give them a job, you're not in that position, yet you've given them 12 months of work experience quality training
2: that's correct um so just going back sorry bill to um Mm. the support and employers we do um six weekly reviews of all the apprentices so that's a nice sort of time and we can catch up with our employers as well and ask them how everything's going on obviously we are available in between but if you know there's no emergency and or anything that needs to Urgently be brought to our attention. The six weekly reviews are a nice time to sort of if you've got any concerns or any questions, um, where we can have a little catch up and um, we we do sometimes the some of our learners do our reviews a bit sooner if they need that little bit of extra support. Or I mean sometimes the employer might say, Can you come a bit sooner? Um, and we we can't sort of arrange that um, We've got our assessors go up don't they yeah, do that some uh, really good assessors working here um and we do the reviews so at the moment we do the the reviews have been going on remotely um but we are getting back out into the workplaces now which is really good i think it's really nice for the apprentices and the employers to kind of see somebody and put a face to the names and things isn't it yeah. and I, I think the assess is like getting out the office getting
1: away from it
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Earrang>. <laughs> do, um, do the apprenticeships so when you're looking at taking on apprentice, is there like a minimum educational standards that you need to look for or can anyone sort of go forward towards the apprentice? Do they have to have, like, GCSEs?
2: Anyone can, and- yeah. can do an apprenticeship. So if they don't have their English and Maths GCSEs, they will have to do functional skills as well, which they do through us and we deliver to them. Um, so it's not sort of, if they don't have their GCSEs, it's not sort of a deal breaker. They can still come on the apprenticeship and they'll work towards getting their Level 2 functional skills alongside doing their apprenticeship
1: and, and um, there is support for apprentices with learning difficulties well they, they can get longer than the 12 months They with yeah. so the, they will give support for, for um, anyone mm. dyslexic or anything with dyslexia or anything like that
0: i've never actually hired on qualifications i've always hired on sort of uh, values and attitude and skill that's that. what we do to be <laughs> honest with you yeah um i was just looking through my questions now. I think we've almost covered. So, uh, what, one thing I was quite interested in: we've got a lot of um, groomers who are either mobile groomers, or they work from home, or they work in their, their sort of garages or from a shop. Does, is there like a minimum standard um, of of like where they work from? Or could someone who works from their front room have an apprentice? Yeah. Would that would that work?
1: Yeah, yep. I, everyone can have an apprentice. Um I worked from the garage and had an
2: apprentice. Yeah, so you know, from your garage yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, we, it, as long as you um can sort of commit to
1: having an apprentice and the main thing is give them the training and you know that, that they require so, so that they're washing the dogs or you know, prepping them and that sort of thing. That's that that's all that, that it, uh, the requirements that are need. It doesn't matter whether you're doing it in your house or in the, you know, mobile van. As long as
2: you've got like sort of your employee's liability insurance and everything in place, then it it doesn't matter if you're a massive chain of dog womens or you're a one man band in a converted house. It? Cool.
0: And. Um... I'm going to keep losing my train of thought here because I'm looking at who's watching. Um, Oh, I was going to say. Oh, is there a minimum number of hours that you need to take an apprentice on for? I know ours is sort of 40 hours, but...
2: So if um, you're taking an apprenticeship on and they're going to complete their apprenticeship full-time, so within 12 months, well, hopefully within 12 months, you need to provide a minimum of 30 hours they can do it part-time but, but it will take longer yeah so you can plan kind of the then give them two years go over two years and then they need a minimum of 16 hours it doesn't if um you have an apprentice sort of full-time as well and you get up to the 12 months and they're not finished it's not the end of the world you they can still carry on their apprenticeship it just obviously means the employer then does have to pay them um minimum wage group but they can still complete their apprenticeship if it does run over the 12 months so we do give up to sort of two years to
1: to do it but we like we encourage to get them done i think most employers want them sort of boxed off within the first 12 months
0: and now of all the um people you deal with what normally happens to the apprentices at the end do you find most people keep them on and offer them full-time employment or is it 50 50 or
1: um i think it's probably 50 50 isn't yeah. it um our, the likes of our trendies because like we we obviously have apprentices within our company most of them are kept on yeah um,
2: kept
1: on the majority yeah um but other companies And um, bearing in mind we don't just have dog groomers we have um We have doggy day and kennels, and and, um, some of them have struggled, haven't they, with COVID-19, unfortunately. So you can put an apprentice on hold, pause, if you're going through difficulties, which is nice to know. So you're not stopping the apprenticeship, but you're putting them, they say, to to go furlough or anything like that. You can put it on pause. So that's worth knowing, because these kennels have had it quite hard during COVID-19, to be fair. A lot of businesses have actually closed, haven't they?
0: Yeah, so they can. So say um, we get hit with another lockdown, we can put our apprentices on pause yes. yeah. <laughs> or furlough. Is it furloughed? Do they get paid there, or is it just pause? They can, you know,
1: get they can get furloughed and they can still do the work while they're furloughed.
0: Right.
1: But if you, if some likes it's mainly the doggy daycares and the kennels that will pause the apprenticeships. Um, yeah, so the, but the apprentice can still work towards
2: yeah. doing their anywhere obviously because they're not in the workplace they can still sit at yeah. home and continue doing their dairy yeah. um, work and, you know we'll still we'll still very much support them with that mm-hmm. um so that's that's a good one because yeah we we did fairly a couple of hours yeah. didn't we and they, but they still did the they work. still did the work and it was, gave them a bit of time to sort
0: of catch up, really, didn't it? Yeah. Or not. Or not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Supervision. i <laughs> so not going to name anyone. <laughs> <laughs> they might be watching. Um, one thing that um, when we were advertising for our apprenticeship, we did get quite a number of uh, applications. But when we started looking at what they'd done at school or colleges, we started to realise that a lot of them had done the level two animal welfare apprenticeship at a college. Um, so they still carried on applying, but that's a no, isn't it? They can't apply for they can't redo the apprenticeship. They won't fund them to put them through we the apprenticeship again. Not the exact
2: same. You can't do the exact same one. So like um, for example, we've had people that have done animal management at college, but then have come and done an animal care and welfare apprenticeship. Right. But you couldn't do the exact same one it would have to be you know something slightly different so that they're learning something new
1: And so um interestingly it used to be that you couldn't do an apprenticeship if you had a degree but they've changed that now so that you can actually have uh do an apprenticeship even though you've got a degree
0: yeah and be be prepared for that because when you put that application out um you will get all manner of people you know we had people with firsts come apply for an apprenticeship and you're you're looking at these application forms thinking do you realize that you know the level that you're going to be going down to and the pay and stuff like that and it was quite heartbreaking in a way that these people have been gone through university but maybe it's they they realize it's on
2: the flip side when I decided that um I wanted to come out of teaching and I was applying for these kind of positions because I did want to retrain in a different area um, I I I was just getting knocked back left, right and centre, because mm. um they say you're a quality. Or just time. they just didn't see me as a relevant sort of person. Um
1: so I think like we we've had like applicants like that, but then we've they had to trade them, aren't they, which yeah. they like and they can use for life. Yeah. It's not just a piece of paper they're actually getting a trade and that's really important.
0: Yeah going back to the um, laura's just asked a question uh, if you take on an animal care apprentice and after they've completed that if they want to carry on training as a groomer can they then do the dog grooming apprentice once it's available yeah so could they go on to do the next apprenticeship yeah. and how does that work wages wise would they stay on the apprentice wage or do you think they'd have to be paid um sort of minimum wage for their age by then
1: if it's an apprenticeship, they can have a pre- They pay you pay your apprenticeship wage. But if they have done an apprenticeship and then they're going on another one, I think because it's a different
2: apprenticeship, I think that's something we'd have to double check, yeah. isn't it? But mm. I think because it's, it's a difficult different one, apprenticeship, I I think that they could stay on apprenticeship wage, but should we check that? We will double check and
1: Yeah,
0: it doesn't seem um, that ethical, does it? it? <laughs> either does it? you just.
2: But we've had like people that have done an apprenticeship with one employer and then come to us and done a different apprenticeship with us and Mm. been on apprenticeship wage twice. Don't know if it's any different, if it's with the same employer or not or how. Mm. I'm not 100% on that, but that's something we can uh, double
0: check and get back to each side. So our Natasha, she could do her animal care apprenticeship this year, and then probably when she's finished it, the dog grooming apprenticeship will be open. So we could then put her, yeah, put her through that apprenticeship as well, couldn't we? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: because yeah, it will
2: be different It is a
1: different apprenticeship. There's lots of different it's just things. Just the financials, isn't it? Um, and as Bill said, it's the ethical side of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think because so, yeah, I think I'd want to if have been with me 12 months and you know being a really good member of staff and um, obviously they're then more like a high-end prepper, possibly going doing grooming. I think they deserve to have the minimum wage if i yeah. mm-hmm. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, we'll double check it. I mm-hmm. can't say
2: because otherwise effectively you could just carry on putting your yeah. staff real bit. What what are the offenses could be area, <laughs> we'll have to have a look at us? <laughs> um, <laughs> You could just keep putting them on apprenticeships, couldn't you? So it's got to be an end somewhere, but yeah, we'll double check the um, The rules on
0: that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, Hannah is asking, where's best to advertise for an apprentice?
2: We've always, uh, we just use websites like Indeed, Indeed, Don't Me, or our Facebook. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. But mainly we get the best ones I find are from Indeed. Um, however, they, you, you do have to be careful when you, you, you're advertising because you don't have to sponsor what you can get caught out and it can cost you quite a bit. So just be careful when you use Indeed that you don't um, push the wrong button and end up having to pay.
2: If you're looking for an uh, apprentice as well, we can always sort of out on our... Um, Social media, and we are getting a little tab made onto our webpage, and mm. uh, like sort of live vacancies and stuff as well. So we can, yeah, if anyone does want it, any help hiring one, they can,
0: yeah, I mean, and we'll put it out there. The government do have an apprenticeship board, I think, like a notice board that you can yeah. advertise on. We um, initially put our advert out onto Facebook, so you know you're reaching all of your your followers, and then obviously they share it. So you ask them to share it on Facebook, and then that goes out um, to all of their friends and family. So quite often you pick up family members that are interested in dog grooming, or I asked my neighbour who was who works with young farmers, and I always think you know that kind of person that's willing to be on the farm we do quite well in a, in a dog groomer so you mm-hmm. put it out on their Facebook page so doesn't, you don't have, I, necessarily have to pay do you to, to find your yeah,
2: no. I think as well like we have local to us like a careers sort of centre who are very active on social media as well but they have a place where you can actually go and they advertise all sorts of different friendship vacancies for employers so it might be worth looking around in local
1: area as well, and seeing if
0: there's anything yeah. that's available to you. Um. One question we were discussing before we came on was, what's the difference between an apprenticeship and someone on the kickstart scheme? So I think that's quite important, because the government have put out a lot of information lately about um, kickstart scheme and apprenticeships, and I think we need to know the sort of differences so that when we are going out looking for someone or advertising for someone, we know what we're looking for and, and why.
2: I think like the the most noticeable differences are somebody on a if you're employing somebody on a Kickstarter they have to be on Universal Credit and um, you might not always get the sort of right applicant you want because obviously when you're on Universal Credit your work coach makes you
1: apply for sort of you've just got to apply for jobs and we've, we've had examples of that um, we really pe- have, yeah really. of people who have. Um, been on universal credit and been told that they've got to go for. We've had people on our dog grooming courses who've been in the middle of them and they've been told that they have to go and apply for for a job. Uh, they don't have a choice. Oh. So therefore, that employer is going to get somebody who maybe have been forced who doesn't actually want that job. Um, whereas your apprentices, they want the job. they yeah. You know, they, they've got the commitment there and the passion there, which is really. Important. as well like
2: for there to have a kick i mean Kickstarters is a great way but we've put an app out an ad out, haven't we to yeah. get some kickstarters in um but it depends i think especially for like small businesses that want a specific apprentice or uh, extra pair of hands to be to learn how to dog room it might not always be the best route to go down because It's only six months and it's only sort of intended for basic training, not sort of your in-depth training that you get on an
1: apprenticeship. There's got to be a new role as well, like a new position you've got to create. So you can't give them an existing role within the company. Yeah, or if you have an existing member of staff that you would like
2: to put on, you could put them on an apprenticeship, but you couldn't put them on a Kickstarter and you can't get rid of somebody to put to get somebody else to put on a Kickstarter, either. And um, as well with the Kickstarter, you can only have a person that up to the age of twenty-four. You can't have somebody over the age of twenty-four. And as and you don't get a, like sort of you recognise certificate at the end of it, whereas your yeah, um, apprenticeship. I think I think a Kickstarter is more of what we've kind of. Windled it down to this it's more of a like quick fix or if it's
1: not you know also sorry to interrupt nikki but for your cash flow it's quite difficult because you've got to pay them a minimum the minimum wage but it's you don't get paid until a month it's supposed to be a month but they don't pay they pay after the month, so it's a long time to be waiting for your money, which is fine if you you know you can afford it. But if you're a small establishment, the I suppose the carrot is oh well you are getting all the wages paid for you, but when you, you actually have it in, you've it in got, got to have it in advance. So and you you're waiting. It's like anything you you know they say it's a month, but all the this Kickstarter's new and there has been TV problems and they are there's there's a big uh, long waiting list to get on it and then obviously when you get on it you you're told you get a 1500 pounds startup to help you well there's a wait for that so it's just mm. making sure that you can maintain the cash flow cuz of any business that's really important to to have the funds to pay that higher wage
0: yeah yeah i think when i looked into it it was more to take people into your business and teach them um basic skills yeah or basic basic skills that make them employable when they leave your business yeah. and yeah I think a lot of people get excited because uh, the difference the kickstart scheme people, the government will pay their wage for you whereas an apprentice you have to pay the wage but like you said are you getting the same sort of dedication that you might do from an apprentice and are they there for the same sort of reasons that you might do with when you're recruiting
2: an apprentice? I think like if you wanted to hire somebody to sort of stay in your company and be able to grow and develop them and train them right through, I think an apprenticeship's probably better, in my opinion, Um, Mm. because they're they're getting more specialised training because obviously they've
0: got the training provider as well, delivering some training. Cool. Well, we're almost, well, we've almost gone over an hour so uh probably yeah. let you get on with your with your evening what's uh what's your plans for the future what's the plans for northern education and training have you got more apprenticeships being launched or more courses being developed
2: i think we're gonna we're sort of we're focusing aren't we as well about developing like our assessor apprenticeship and like our education ones and our business management ones and leadership ones um but to be honest our animal pair has just been so popular yeah. it is completely overtook all the others
1: yeah um and that's where our passion is really yeah. with, the, with the animal care to be honest with you but you know Nick yours is more education as well isn't yeah. it you, whereas with me I'm quite happy with the animal care but um I don't have a choice. And I'm really excited out. for the Dark Room Apprenticeship aren't we? very much. So yeah.
0: What uh do you have any insights that you can share? Do you know what that's gonna sort of involve or
1: well it's been um <clears throat> all submitted now, has not we could tell you, but then we'd have to kill you. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Try it. <laughs> and, no, it's all submitted now, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's it's gone Also through. under review. So hopefully by the end of the year
0: it should be available. Do you think this is gonna be like proper hands-on? like clipping and scissoring and things yeah. like that yeah wow. interesting okay and um if people want to get in touch with you we'll obviously put all your links and details in the in the comments but um you're sort of well you're all over the UK you don't have to be in your county or near you to work with you it's all online isn't it it's all like this over zoom and through we portals. are
2: looking for animal care assessors around the UK if anybody knows of anyone or wants
0: to uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what's so what's the uh, criteria for an animal care assessor then
2: so our assessors we like to have um and animal related qualifications so they were delivering the animal care apprenticeship they might be someone that's got that apprenticeship themselves or got their level three dog grooming and some experience in training and um, we would like your assessor's qualification and your awards and education as well but that is something that we can also deliver so if you've got this sort of experience there and you just you know, we need a piece of paper, then we can deliver them qualifications as well. So, we can book you
1: through them.
0: Yeah. It's a good one to have as well, especially if you're going to be looking to take your dog grooming business into a training business because to deliver um, OCN qualifications, say, you have to have that um, certificate of AETs to put, don't you, to teach.
2: our SAT, we have, obviously, a training academy and then we have satellite centres as well and, they they have their awards and education and their assessors as well. So and our tutors do all are working towards. Them.
0: So you want freelance animal care assessors?
1: Yes, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and anywhere anywhere in particular in the UK that you really need them?
1: Yeah, where do you live? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: don't know. If, I don't know if Emma's watching this, but I'll give her another nudge because she I probably needs to get in touch with you.
2: Kit under the table, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Kent, Kent's one of them. Anywhere else, or just everywhere? Uh,
1: just we've kind we kind of dotted around. Sort of Milton Keynes, King, Kings, Keynes, is it Milton Keynes Way, London Way? Yeah. So uh, Bristol, Bristol, yeah, it's another one.
0: Right. So, what's the sort of work they, they're required to go into the dog groomers um, and the age with the employer, the age with the the, employer, with this, this, the apprentice?
2: Yeah, and so they'll be sort of setting work for the apprentice. They'll be monitoring the progress, marking the work, doing the six weekly reviews, kind of being on hand for the employer as well. Um, it can be home based as well, so it's nice. Yeah, if you don't. It's you know, obviously we four hours away, I think, from you, aren't we, Bill? Or three? A
0: bit more, maybe, yeah. Um, so I don't
2: know. I don't know. <laughs> about four and a half, actually, I think. Is yeah. Yeah. Is we're gonna, yeah. So um, if, when um, Emma comes on board, she can <laughs> <laughs> work from home. We um, yeah. can drive four and a half hours to the office every day. Um, And, yeah, it's all about kind of tracking learning progress, assessing the work they're doing, setting them the work, um, liaison of employers, getting the employers involved, um,
1: kind of reporting back to us, and they, they have a line manager that um, will support them as well. So. Um, that, she, they'll, that the line manager will be able to help them if they're struggling with, you know, any of the marking or just keep tabs on them for that, you know, to, to give them that support and help.
2: And it's all just
1: about kind of like
2: generating any new resources because everyone new that we've had come in has got new ideas again, haven't they? Yeah, so, um, well, we're lucky because there all seem to be IT specialists that come with. I know one like of here. our assessors is a dog roomer but is also... Was an IT teacher as well, so
0: she's awesome. She's like our angel, so it also gives um, people another. Yeah, I've I've unpaused, my my boys are probably playing on the PlayStation or something, but um, it gives people another revenue income as well, another revenue stream, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll go and kick Emma in a minute and say that what, what are you doing? Get in touch. Get in touch with Nicola. And... <laughs> so, um, Athletes. <laughs> so anyone that wants to uh, offer an apprenticeship yourselves, you do it all online. Um, it can all be done within their shop or their home or their mobile van. It's all done via portals, Um they don't pay you anything. The, the government pay for the the funding, and there's a little incentive there as well for them. I think that's probably that sums it up, doesn't it? Cherry on to the
2: top. top, yeah.
0: So, like I said, that funding uh, comes and goes. At the moment, the government are pushing the apprenticeships, but they can always pull the plug at any mm-hmm. time. So, it's really important if you're going to do it. You know, now's a really good time to do it. And uh, you know, I've I've worked with you guys with our apprenticeship. And it's been like really good it's been really easy to sort out so i definitely recommend you guys so you guys. we'll put all your um links in the comments the no more questions in the comments so i think we'll let you get on with your evening and go and Thank do some you. paperwork probably <laughs> another
1: coffee definitely another coffee i well, have a lovely evening
0: <laughs> yes i do take care thanks for your time bye, bye.